Hey everyone, it's Mallow, your host of Identico After Dark and the creative director here for Identico. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by Gamers Heaven and their newest location just north of Seattle, Washington. There, in a family-friendly and welcoming environment, you can play tabletop or video games, read manga, or just relax with friends and sample some amazing drinks from their boba tea bar. If you want to learn more, log on to GamersHeavenSeattle.com to see hours and location. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, Fringers. The following podcast may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of Identico After Dark, a show where we talk about video games, TV, music, movies, and more. My name is Mallow. I am your host, and I am joined, as I always am, with my co-conspirator, Alex the Humanoid. How are you, sir? What's up? How's it going, everybody? Tonight, we are joined by a very special guest from the Redemption Podcast and one of our intrepid hackers, in Chaos Inc., it's Kaylee. Good evening, everybody. I cannot wait to talk about Cowboy Bebop. I'm too excited. That is what we are talking about. Oh, I spoiled it already. Damn. Yes. Where am I? Burn it. <laughs> so <sighs> I, I guess the easiest way to do it is three, two, ones. Let's jam. <laughs> that was, hey, that was my line Monday night. You know what? Who I wants think to- that's a great place to start let's start with the intros yes we all say how happy we are first off that when they told us that yoko kano was coming back for the music and they were going to keep the intro music i was like that's respect right there they could not have done cowboy bebop without yoko kano in the seatbelts yeah the music is too integral to the entire show well, they could have gone. They could have gone with different contemporary type artists and done a, a different flair with it. But I do like that at least for season one, they brought back you know everybody's fan favorites, right? Yeah. Um, I like too, and and I so I guess let's preface this by saying, hi, we're talking about Cowboy Bebop. If you have you know, we're gonna go through all that tonight for our podcast. Um, this is gonna be a spoiler cast. I'm, it's probably going to get spoiled a little bit for me, too, because I'm only with about three episodes in. I don't think anybody on the panel here tonight has seen all of the episodes. No. Uh, but that's okay. We've two of them. We, we've, seen, we've seen enough to know what we what we like and maybe don't like about the show. Um, so, you know, just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, although, if you've seen the anime, it can't be completely spoiled for you, I don't think. Um, I will say... Just to jump back to the intro music sort of thing. Um, has anybody noticed that they start a bar later every episode? Or at least it's the, the few episodes I've seen. It seems like they start a bar later in the song. So it's like the first the first episode, full on tank, right? Second episode, it starts like a bar in. Third episode, it's starting another bar in. And I was like, is that done on purpose? Because if that's done on purpose, that's fucking brilliant. I there are there are some until just now. It, it floats a little bit. Like I said, I've I made episodes in, um, and there's there's an episode coming up later. Uh, I've got my list of episodes here, and I think it was 
I think it was uh, episode seven, no, six or seven, I think, uh, which I won't I won't go into what it is because I don't want to spoil it for both of you guys. But there's if you listen to it, it sounds kind of weird and there's a reason for it. And you kind of at the end of the episode go, oh, now I understand that way back in the beginning, they were giving us hints how the episode was going already. And a lot of the episode, like I think it's episode three or four, like they they get background music of the scene that just kind of flows right into the opening of tank or, or like like halfway into it almost through the first like you said the first measure mm-hmm. but then like there's episodes later where it's the full on tank so i think they're just they're playing around with it but okay. keeping it in place it's so well done so the fact that they do a cold open and then it goes into the to the intro and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. like sometimes they don't even get to the main, you know, title screen until much farther through the cold open. I love that bit of play back and forth. One of the episodes, I think it, I, I remember I was watching it with my roommate and when the, when the title screen came, you know, the, the credits came on and then the title screen came on. I was like, we've been watching this for like 15 minutes and we're now just getting to the, yes. the title card. I, I, yeah. I've been through that episode because it, it shocked me. I was like, wait, I thought I missed it. Like yeah. it, it didn't like it wasn't like bad or anything like that. I was just I was so ingrained in the story at that point that like when they threw the title screen up there, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Forgot we hadn't done that part yet. I should actually preface my warn everybody that my views are very tainted. Um, this has probably become one of my favorite shows of all time. It is perilously close to dethroning Firefly as my favorite show. Of oh, all time. dang on. And, and that's that's saying a, a garam bit. Um, <laughs> that's that's so, saying a lot. So I, I guess I mean, I, I I've guess, been a brown coat since launch, and yes. this is so close. Here, here's the thing that I would probably say too. Uh, we are not critics, so we can be as tainted as we want okay. to. Because I got the microphone, and these folks got the microphone too. We can say what the hell we want. So that's cool. Oh, we don't true. have to be objective. Here's the one thing that I will be objective about. If you were shitting on this show before you even got a chance to see it, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) No shit. I mean, you got to give it a chance. I'm I'm not probably where Kaylee is, right? This is not like, I'm not like, this is the greatest show of all time. Now, I will say that I come of it, and and I'm curious, and I need to get my my spouse to sit down and watch it, because she is not an anime person, but she loves TV. We watch a lot of shows together. Like, she was a big Firefly fan, for example. And Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite animes of all time, if not my favorite. I mean, it's like, I could, I'd have to argue with myself. Um, yep. So my view of this is obviously going to be colored by... Don't challenge him, Chad, because he will argue with himself. My, my, my experience <laughs> in the original show. And so I'm curious what it's like for somebody who, who has never, who has no frame of reference i'm literally conducting this experiment on monday okay um this this girl that i'm dating uh i have the day off and she visit and she's like we're gonna just spend the day hanging out and watching tv and i'm like you have not seen cowboy bebop yet i'm going to start you i'm gonna start her with the netflix show i really mm-hmm. am um because i she's not big into anime but you know she's a gamer and she likes Firefly, so I think she's going to really dig the show. And I want to see her reaction to it and see if it kind of meshes. And, will, you know, whether or not we're going to continue to go out. 
I will. <laughs> I will be really curious to hear your report on this because I really do. I want to know what it's like for somebody who's who's not into it because there are things where I was like, like where I'm picking up on references that I'm like, I know if you don't know, you don't know what this is all about. That's an interesting thought. I'm so. I it's been a year year and a half since I've watched the anime so I probably should go back and rewatch it and once the once I've finished season 1 of the Netflix cuz I'd, I'd be interesting to kind of see it from the other direction. I, mm-hmm. I find it as somebody who watched uh So Cowboy Bebop is my favorite anime of all time even though it took me up until this past year to watch it for the first time. I didn't watch I didn't watch Adult Swim back in the day. I didn't catch a lot of that kind of stuff. I got exposed to the original Japanese cuts of Dragon Ball Z because of a friend of a friend who imported them from Japan back when you had to get the DVDs and the tapes and all that kind of stuff sent to you kind of thing. Uh, dating myself slightly. I'm sorry. Um, and so, like, I didn't catch the original, like, hubbub about it. Um, but I had seen enough stuff about it that I, I got really interested. So I binged the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say that that this particular series is doing a much better job, though I love the original series. This one is doing a much better job setting up the world and diving into details about the characters mm-hmm. that are important yeah. and interesting to me. And I love that extra bit of depth, having come straight from basically the anime into this. And I'm like, there were so many loose ends. And Alex has, has heard me talk about this a long time. I love series that end, that have an ending. And like, that's the reason the reason Cowboy Bebop is my favorite of all time is because they said we're doing 26 episodes. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's it. I'm not making any more. That's it. But then we're going to make a movie. I haven't watched the movie. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't watched the movie. Between, I was like, told episodes. not to watch. I was told not to watch the movie, so. <laughs> it's fine. It takes place between like episodes like 16 and 17. Okay. It's a fun one-off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, like I said I. I'm curious what it's like. What it's like for somebody who doesn't. Now I do love the stuff that they're diving into. We're getting a lot more about Spike's background. We're getting a lot more mm-hmm. about who Jet is and how Jet got where. And we're getting it much earlier in the series. Yeah. Because yeah. I went back to review the episode guide for the anime versus this, and I was like, huh, we're getting into some stuff way earlier in the show then we get it in the anime which we don't get to till like episodes 12 13 14 15 so it's getting there yeah yeah um although some of the changes to that i don't think are bad i'm just curious why <laughs> yeah i okay. i have a i have a i don't want to get into this particular one until later but i have a a debate that i'd like us to have and I guess, Alex, you teed it up right there. Is that because this was in inceived for a American audience first, whereas the original one was made for a Japanese audience, and that it's a difference in American storytelling versus Japanese storytelling? I don't think so. I just think it's they have more time. Mm-hmm. This was the issue with Cowboy Bebop. This was the issue with Trigun. And this was really the original issue with Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, okay. You don't have the time 
to do some of these deep dives. So, especially with Cowboy Bebop, they did a lot of that avant-garde, like, flashback mm-hmm. to music. And just kind of let your brain fill in the rest the of stuff. it. Yeah. Here, they're like, no, we're going to tell you. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> but cool, right? Like, uh, you know, and we already said this was a spoiler cast, right? Yep. Every, so, everybody in the chat looks like they've already they've already either watched enough of it to know, or they're not worried about being spoiled so far. So. Right. So Spike, we have a big change with Spike in the show, in that he has another name that we did yes. not have in the anime. Yeah. Right. So you have Vicious, who's Vicious. And I want to talk about Vicious later. There's one key question I have about Vicious, and we'll talk <laughs> about that later. Um, you mean Draco Malfoy you, uh, dra- all grown up? Yeah. It is. It is. I guarantee you the question that I'm going to ask is not the question you're thinking, chat, so stay tuned for this one. Right? <laughs> but now we have Vicious, and now Spike was Fearless. Felix, mm-hmm. I thought. Fear, no, Fearless. No, fearless. Oh, I heard Felix, and I was like, that's a great Ooh. name. Oh, Fearless. No, no. no. Fearless. fearless. Okay. Vicious and Fearless. Okay, that's and interesting. I'm like, I'm like, huh. Why? Uh. So late, later on, there is a entire flashback episode, um, and I'm I haven't finished it yet. I stopped. I had a I had a meeting to go to, and I literally stopped it before I got to the the climax of that episode. But there is basically it's a flashback episode with Fearless and Vicious, mm-hmm. and you find out. And this this is a minor spoiler for YouTube, but you, you find out that how they came to meet was they found Fearless as a kid, and they're they're like kind of really actually brothers. Fearless, or Vicious's father, who is like what part of part of the syndicate, took took him in, and he basically became he, he was known because he didn't really have any emotions he showed no fear to anybody and that's why he was fearless okay yeah I, again it's change but it's just curious yeah, yeah. Like, why well um, and the whole thing like you you hit on this earlier it's like all the characters seem to be very fleshed out very early mm-hmm. yeah um again it's been a it's been a year and a half to two years since i've seen bebop but i don't remember a lot of Fay backstory. You and you don't get a lot of Fay backstory again until 12, 13, 14, 15 when they go back to Earth and there's the other stuff. So yeah, they are fleshing up Faye. First off, Faye enters the series way earlier. That's true. Than she entered in the original. Because she's in episode one in a storyline that she was not involved in in yeah. the original. But I also I have to take a side note from this and say that it's true of all the actors, but my God, Danielle, I think it's Pineda, I Pineda. think is her name, the actress. Yep. She has brought Faye to life in such a way that Faye has eclipsed Ayn as my favorite Bebop character. <laughs> this, this version of Faye Valentine is a sassy, snarky, badass bitch, and I love her to death. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, she is one of the best. I mean, in a show full of amazing things, she is a, a great highlight for me. I love her in this show. Um, I, I think she's doing a great job. Can, can I just say the fact that they can say the word fuck 
I mean, y'all know, y'all know that if you've been watching the show long enough, you'll know my love of the word fuck. And I could go through the whole George Carlin bits about the dirty words and everything like that. But that adds to the whole edge a little bit to it that mm-hmm. they can actually like Faye is no longer this like kind of thing all the time. Like she's like, nah, fuck you. Fuck them. Fuck you, mother. And I'm getting my bounty. Doesn't mm-hmm. work out for in the first episode, but still, it's there, and I like it. You know, it's just it's so much better. Yeah, and I mean the fact that they don't get along right away. I mean, which is you know take back from the anime. Yeah, but she just re- constantly refers to them as assholes and dickheads and shit like that. <laughs> it, it just it, it just fills my heart with this weird joy. But you know, it it it's a natural evolution with them, not anything forced. They're a whole lot yeah, along. The, this is the one thing that's tripping me as far as the, the relationships between our three our three best bounty hunters. I feel like Spike and Jet in the anime are much closer friends in yeah. the anime than they are in this show. There is definitely a tension between Spike and Jet that I feel is escalated for this show. Yep. I'm here for it too. Think, yeah. I, yeah. I just by episode ten, I, I wanted to kiss. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Like that's, that's what I'm just saying. I they the way they don't get along kind of is 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 jarring me a little bit. I, I think it's the opposite for me in the anime. How they got along was jar was like again. I think and and this gets back to I think the point you were having earlier, Alex is like. They teased it in the anime that maybe they didn't always get along and stuff like that, but they didn't have enough time to actually explore that, right? Because their partner's out of necessity, right? And Mm -hmm. that bit of back and forth, it was jarring at first, but I kind of got to it. I was like, you know what? This This might be early on in their friendship when it comes to it or working relationship when it comes to it. And I think that's kind of fun. Like, you know, like I'm hoping over the seasons two, three, however many we get of these, that they will, they'll, you know, they'll get a little bit closer and stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see. Well, there, I mean, the secret that Spike was, I mean, at this point, everybody knows Spike is a member, was a member of the syndicate. Yep. That's the secret that's basically keeping Spike apart from Jet. It's, you know, it's Spike- is, I don't remember that being a secret in the anime. I don't remember it either, but that's that's why you're seeing here why they're not so buddy buddy, right? But it's they're, it, they're playing up that tension intentionally because they want. I mean, that might be a little more of the American style, a little more yeah. confrontation, a little more play with that. Yeah, and so that's again. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it jarred me, and it's still kind of as I go through the series. The, the tension, the way that tension is being played between Spike and Jet, again, it's just, it's very jarring. And again, that may just be me because, again, I have the anime yeah, pushing into the back of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, too, it's interesting that, like, we see a lot more in the, fir- in the early episodes, at least, of Spike going to, like, you start to put together, and, and this is something, again, the anime probably just didn't have time to do is uh like when you get to the sort of pieces it's like how the hell did spike live for so long if the syndicate is so big and bad how did he live for so long 
and they're starting to put these little bits of details of like how he's utilizing networks and he's utilizing some of the same people and stuff like that to um, sort of get a leg up on the rest of the syndicate and stay a step ahead of them. I love that bit of detail. The whole jazz club in, in episode two, that as it comes, you know, it's like a full circle, like, okay, we've come back to the jazz club thing and all like that. I was like, that's, that's amazing, you know? So that's another one of those ones where the, um, the character changes they've made because the character of Anna there being the, the head of that club. Yep. Right. That's mm-hmm. a huge expansion on that character from the anime and a big change. Yeah. From who she was in the anime. Right. They're obviously bringing her in way earlier. And actually the chat just brought it up because we see Gren in that club too. Yes. And I was like, what is Gren doing here? I'm confused. Yeah. We have not gotten two hours of Jupiter jazz yet. Tip. But yeah, no, I mean, no. And that's just it is that you usually get, that's where you get Gren. Yeah. But Gren is here not on Jupiter. He's on Venus, yeah. With Anna. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, huh, that's new. Why? I don't hate that part, though. I don't hate it. And I actually like that the actor who's playing Gren, I think, is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Their characterization of Gren is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this, there's a scene where they're doing like choreography for one of the stage dancers and it's just, and then Julia comes in and I was like, wow, that's, I was like, I was like, Ooh, cat fight. And then, you know, it, it turned out slightly differently than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun, it was a fun byplay. And Julia started off. I mean, Julia for me started off very wooden, um, and she's the longer the, episode, the series goes on, the more animated she becomes. The more I actually kind of like her mm-hmm. and understand her better. But like at the beginning, I was just kind of like, okay, you're just you're there, you're 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 a scenery piece. And then we've added a lot to Julia and changed Julia's relationship to everyone. Yeah, I did notice that in the That's episodes a big of change scene. in my plan. You know what? Yeah, she's married to vicious. Where did right? this come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her. that was. That was a little startling. <laughs> um, chat's bringing up the cast is good. You want to talk about the cast? Yeah, let's bring up the cast. I, I have to I hit love- visuals before we get done with this, by the way. I have oh, a yeah, note okay. on the design. I love the cast except for one person who I'm still kind of mad on. Okay. okay. Who's that? And that's Vicious. Okay. All right. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. <laughs> I, would, I-, I would agree on that. Just saying for the most part yeah everybody except vi- actually for me julia is hit or miss but like i said she's growing up um vicious i expect to be more less campy vicious the way he's playing vicious is very camp in my opinion and i don't i don't love it yeah have you ever seen death note yeah you- okay you know how the two main characters in Death Note are basically the two sides of the same coin and they're yeah. just so tit for tat in that? Mm-hmm. I don't get the sense from this vicious that they're tit for tat just yet. Now that might be I haven't gotten enough episodes in but in in what I've been exposed to with vicious which again came in much earlier I think in the series than it did in the anime at least from what I can remember mm-hmm. um 
like it's it's just it's interesting that like he is he's got a Harry Potter vibe. I know I joked about that, but he's definitely got oh, a little bit of that that Malfoy vibe going on in it. Hundred percent. Which is campy to to Alex's point. Like I'm interested. Like I don't. I sort of expected him to be a little bit more suave. And like Spike's got that bit of suave and swagger to him. Swagger and everything. That's what makes that's one of the things that I love so much about this show. Vicious is like running into like all the fish that's in that he hangs around in. Like that's my sense from Vicious from the anime is he is evil. Yeah. I mean evil. And he will kill anyone who gets in his way. And he is this, but I don't get that evil sense and not in the like I'm afraid of this guy sense. I'm getting the he's evil in that goofball I'm going to monologue for 30 minutes before I kill you way. Yeah. See, now going, having been a few more episodes into this, for me and and I agree, I think that all of the cast is superb and all of them are very good and subtle and swift at playing their characters. So there's a lot of nuance. Vicious is being played like a blunt instrument for this, in this place. Yeah, I think Vicious is going to murder me. Like, if I was interacting with this instead of just being a viewer, I would be sure Vicious was going to murder me in the way that I think a rabid dog who has been starved for three days is going to attack and kill and eat me. Yeah. It's that kind of, not the dark, like, the darkness of the human soul evil type, but more the vi- Honestly, he lives up to his name a little bit more here, and mm-hmm. he, is vic- he is a vicious beast of a character who yes happens to look like a Malfoy <laughs> chat was well in fairness that is kind of how he looked in the in the series although anime yeah. you know smooths that over but chat was saying emo vicious is not what I signed up for <laughs> yeah uh, yes. chat's really kind of on our thing vicious is kind of in my opinion of the weekly all right so here's my question about vicious okay and okay leave watch further chat a couple of you finish this here's my 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 biggest thing where's the fucking bird Where's his fucking bird? That was actually something that kind of made him almost seem more evil. It was that that creepy fucking bird that run around with him in the anime. I was like, where's the bird? Where's his pet weird? I don't remember the fucking bird. Cucapella cad. I don't even remember the bird. Yeah, the bird. The bird is everywhere he goes. Every time he kills somebody, they always do the shot away, and the bird's always with him, and it rides on his shoulder, and it's like, bah! Right, there's oh, the evil, yeah. The evil it looks like a cross between a toucan and a pelican, right? But it's it's evil looking, like it looks like genetically modified, it's fucked up. Yeah, a raven crow thingy weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Where's this bird? I just that that's all I wanna know. Where's this? He's traded bird? birds for fish, apparently, in this version. Apparently. Okay. The chat remembers the bird. Okay. Where's I our bird? Completely missed that part. I would like to see a bird now. I would yeah, like yeah. to see a bird. Uh, as of the episode I watched, which was uh, eight, I think. Uh, yeah, no bird. So he's he's kind of weak. Like, I love John Cho. Yes, he's yeah. killing it. Uh, Mustafa Shakir as Jet is killing it. Oh my god, I cannot believe what he is bringing. That he has the voice too. I was just about to say, I know he's not the voice of Jet because I've seen no. the voice of Jet do the voice and stuff like that in, on like YouTube and stuff like that, but. Holy fuck does he not sound exactly like Jet and the mm-hmm. attitude, the demeanor, everything, man. It's insane. Yeah. The mm-hmm. only and this is this is a very small thing. I 
comparing Jet, you know, looking at Jet and uh, Spike in the anime, Jet is a very big, physically imposing man. And here he's not as big as I think he should be, but that's a very minor thing. Yeah. I mean, Spike's supposed to be this long, lean, you know, skinny thing, and Jet's supposed to be this bulky brute of a guy. He he does call Spike skinny or slim at some point, yeah. and I thought that was funny. I mean, in fairness, John Cho is kind of small. Yeah. Like if true. I'm comparing if I'm comparing the recent like action heroes I've seen lately, and you look at Shang Chi and Simeon Liu, oh, yeah. and I'm like, then I go and I and I literally because I I had to travel for a shoot this past week, so I went literally from Shang Chi into Cowboy Bebop, and it's like you got buff Simeon Liu. Uh, Yes, please. May I have that on a platter? Uh, to John Cho, also yes, please. May I have it on the platter, but a different flavor. Now, according to very different, according to the interwebs, John Cho is five ten. Oh, so he's wow. taller than I am. Okay, maybe he's not short. Um, hey, Ben. So, welcome in. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm glad we. I'm glad we moved on there a little bit because kept talking about. Shang- I was going to talk ridiculously attractive the entire cast is. Holy fuck. Mm. We need a whole jo- we need a whole Shang-Chi panel because I watched yeah. I downloaded that on Disney Plus and watched that uh on the trip on the way and holy fuck that movie is amazing. <laughs> yes. It was it was very good. Yes. Good. But we're here about Cowboy Bebop. Um I honestly think as far as performance goes, I think Danielle Pineda's kind of chewing up a lot of scenes. You think? Yeah. I, I, I need to face. see more scenes with her. She's chewing up a lot of scenery. Once you get into episode, especially episode four, uh huh, um, which is when she comes back. Oh yeah. Um, there is. She chews a lot of scenery there. She chews a lot in episode five. Um, well, one thing that they're doing really well here that's is a good thing, by the way, Chad. Is when you're chewing scenery, it means you're just like. Yeah. One thing they're really doing that's interesting here is every episode has a main focus. Yeah. They did keep so, that from I the mean, anime. Yeah. Like episode four, which is Callisto Solo, is very much, it's a Faye episode. It's all about Faye's background. So the boys are more the ant, the background, the ancillary character. So yeah, she's chewing the hell out of the scenery and just, she's owning all of it. It's, it's kind of awesome. I love it. But then, you know, you shift around and, you know, Dark Side Tango, the next episode, episode five, that's about Jet and his history. So it's all about them. And then Faye and Spike are off in the background, literally in some places. Yeah. There's yeah. there's there's literally a scene, um, there's an episode a little bit later where uh they're doing some job. I can't even remember what, what it, was. it was. I was very late at night. And Jet has to see his daughter's recital. Finally. And, yeah. So <laughs> The, the recital's about to start, and they're, they basically get... It, there's a scene, and it's him doing the recital. That's what the entire focus is on. When it cuts back, because he's doing it via hollow. And yeah. when it cuts back, you see in the background that Spike's getting attacked by all this weird-ass shit. You can't <laughs> hear anything. You just see it happening in the background. It's out of focus. It's out of fr- half out of frame. Yeah. And it's comedy gold in the background. But then they immediately cut back into this, you know, the kid dancing and such like that and Jet reacting. Yep. And I love that. It, it shows that even though the focus is here, the world is going on and they're still paying attention to it. Yeah. So on the, the Jet thing, you want to make me hate a character, his ex-wife. 
Mm, I haven't met her yet. I'm no. I'm at the part of the show where brother can't catch a break trying to get that damn doll. Oh, it's, oh, it's, I the felt doll keeps going. So I know, and it's a bit that keeps it. It's so that is a bit that gets to the poor side of me so fucking hard, where I'm like, like I'm feeling so hard for Jet during that episode. Um, which I know was kind of a central theme to the whole anime and stuff like that, and I know we won't get necessarily away from that, but like, man, cannot catch a break. <laughs> no, yeah, and that bit gets better. Yeah, it does. But yeah, I don't like Jet's wife. Um, and I don't remember the guy they got to play her husband. I call him Chalmers. Uh, Chalmers. Yeah, but I call him Bargain Basin bar- Bargain Basement Bill Paxton. Because he looks like Bill Paxton with a giant walrus mustache. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I can't unsee it. I mean, with the, yeah, he has a major part later in. He comes in a couple more episodes, and especially in um, Dark Side Tango with Jet's backstory, there's a huge reveal for him there. Mm-hmm. Speaking. Um, of, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was no, going to say. Good. Speaking of huge reveals, if you've gotten to episode ten. And this was leaked on the internet too. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm for anybody. Listen. I don't want to listen to this because I don't want to know. That's okay. I'm just. Well, all I'm gonna do is when you get to when you get to episode ten, wink, and that's all I'm gonna say. Kaylee can come back now. Okay. All right, you're you're safe now. You can come back. Okay, I heard that's all I was gonna say. No, yeah, I just can... little wink. That's all I got right there. That I'm, I'm literally. I was going to watch it tonight, and I'm watching him with my roommate, and he wussed out and went to bed slacker i mean it's it is okay my watch is actually you know asleep it, it's almost 11 but still yeah. Thanksgiving. This, is, this is actually something that i don't and we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show maybe it was about a month ago on the show and that's this i actually don't like that netflix drops everything at once same i don't we started we started yeah. this we started in the pre-show for those that are watching we started in the pre-show talking about that Hawkeye dropped episodes one and two today. Uh, I love that because we get through, you know, Marvel Die Hard, which we will do a show about as well because we're going to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. I, Pilot, I know you're all for the instant drop, but like some of us got, you know, we got other shit to do, man. Like no you are, shit. you were on like a whole nother fucking level with the way that you were able to do content. My true. dude, I need to uh, learn from you is what I need. I need to <laughs> learn from you, my dude. True. So, so, and again, this is why I like Hawkeye this is true. because because we can do a couple episodes a week yeah. or an episode a week, and a it's great for us content creators because then we can do one episode at a stinking time. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but on the flip side of that, it's it's just there's that that feeling like you want to like slam through it so you don't get spoiled and so you. Yeah. Do 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 do. Yes. Like we see, Kayla's like, oh no, I don't want to do that, right? Because we know that this show has changed from the anime, so there's surprises to be had. Mm-hmm. So if anybody in the chat hasn't watched it, if you are going into this, and anybody who's watching this on YouTube later, going shot for shot remake of Cowboy Bebop, no, 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 no. 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 Uh, yeah. See, and 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 BT's in there, Ryan's in there, being like. I read had it before spoilers hit me, and there's that piece, right? Is yeah. that it's the spoiler piece, and I yeah. understand that feeling immensely. But that's why I like the week to week drop. Yeah, yeah. That's 
but, but same with me and like right now i'm having a big problem with doctor who the new doctor who stuff that out, even though we, um because i don't have bbc or anything i bought it through itunes so I, the next day so i have to kind of go dark on on the interwebs yes. until i can get home and watch it that was that was me that was me when i first moved to washington and when i first moved to seattle did not have cable or anything like that with the bbc so i was i was already pre-ordering the entire season on itunes mm -hmm. or whatever like that so it would be ready the next day uh, yeah. and i could just pick up and watch it and that was at the time of like the time of the doctor and all the like holy f like episodes that were coming out around then like woo man yeah so i i'm definitely in the camp where uh, like i don't have time to sit and watch 10 hours or 10 episodes of be about back to back to back i would mm -hmm. love to have that time technically tomorrow i could have that time but i do have other shit to do yeah uh, even though it's a holiday I'm going to finish Bebop tomorrow. I'm going to finish Hawkeye tomorrow. And that's great. But yeah, again, yeah, I don't, I don't want spoilers. And the other problem with that is if you are a person who watches all 10 and how do you not talk to somebody about this? Ah, I would like it, to point to, something you love. I would like to point to chat and, and I will say this. Uh, not only does Ryan Ye kill me in every RPG that we ever play, uh, but he has a steel trap when it yeah, comes to spoilers he, he will not spoil it for you he will give you the option to say do you want me to spoil that for you yeah and and if you say no oh no and that that's fine he is it's a monk about me, that like, man he will just keep moving he's good i i don't understand any like if i see if i see a movie or something and it excites me uh, you know like like bebop for example i want to talk to somebody about it and like like we're doing now i want to commiserate about it and like get other people's opinions and share mine yep mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to be quiet about something that i love that much and this is why i love the the weekly drop because you you get to watch those two episodes of hawkeye yes. we all watch those two episodes of hawkeye but then once i watch the two episodes of hawkeye later tonight i could talk to Mallow about it this weekend yeah yep you know and then we can be like oh i know what's gonna happen on the next episode coming back to to the actual function of bebop um actually actually yeah makes a good point in the chat though he's like i i watch it again and analyze it and oh, i was okay. like that's a great way of handling it yeah. I, I mean you know my day job is filmmaking and storytelling so like i'm kind of with yay on this one like for me i don't like getting spoilers and stuff like that like when you're on set all the time like people just talk about that's all you talk about is movies and other your art right like you talk about the mm -hmm. things that everybody else is doing so shit gets spoiled for me all the time when it comes to it i just learned to accept it and i also have a terrible brain when it comes to remembering these details so by the time i get around to watching it <laughs> that i'm like cool it's fine like i can i can experience it for myself you know um yeah do my best i always do my best to avoid spoiling for others say thank you thank you yes thank I'll you appreciate very that. much yes all right it, you nothing infuriates more me more than be like just browsing through like normal news websites and it's like did you see that an amazing shocker spoiler where this happened to this character on this show it's like yeah bitch i'm gonna cut you that was like 20 hours ago can't just, go to reddit can't do just, reddit afterwards if you're trying to get spoilers no 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 just, no. just wait because uh, we can we can maybe talk about this close to the end of the stream there's going to be a problem next month with the whole spoiler mill we'll which one that later spider-man Oh, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Have you been keeping up with it? I know the whole movie uh, by now. Uh, I can no, tell you the whole no, movie. That's the thing. Ain't away that's that. the thing is that maybe 
are the spoilers correct or the least correct? Because like some of these channels have kind of hit or miss reputations with that. Um, I do quantity anyway. over quality. To that exact point, though, like if I'm because I love one of my favorite things to do, I think we talked about it on this show um, is I love going to certain YouTube channels that that theorize and speculate about the phases of Marvel and they they analyze the feature and they talk about all this kind of stuff because nerd shit. I love it. <laughs> like, let's talk about like if <laughs> you've read the comics, shit. right? Like we've all seen the anime for Cowboy Bebop. So it's like and nothing yeah. here is necessarily spoiling. We know certain things will eventually happen. If you've read the comics, like, you know, certain things are probably going to happen. Like, it's not like the end of the world, but how, how they pull it off is the part to me that I love to see. So, and you can't spoil that to me. So let's bring this back to Bebop because, because I made a, I made an analogy before the show and I'm sticking with this, with the changes that they've made to Bebop from yeah. the live action from the anime. I liken it to Final Fantasy VII. If you have the remake, the, Fantasy, the remake, I'm yep. going to spoil for you. The whole thing is about setting up the system that the story from the end of the remake on forward will be nothing, will not be the same as the original, right? That the timelines have diverged, right? The golden timeline in Final Fantasy VII has been destroyed. Okay, cool. The changes they've made to Bebop, I now do not know where they are going with stuff. Yeah. So on the spoiler thing, the changes that they've made to the story, I'm going... Huh, what are you doing with this? Right? Like, mm -hmm. in the episode that I'm in where they're setting up the meeting with, uh, where Vicious is going to go meet with Maori Yenrai, I'm like, huh, why are you doing that? That didn't happen before. So, there's. I feel like you can be spoiled even if you've seen it because they've made so many changes. Yay brings up a great a great part in the chat. He says, to me, 7 Remake versus 7, Bebop Live versus Anime, Battlestar Galactica New versus the old. They're, they're, they're different beasts, right? They have similarities, but they're different mm -hmm. stories. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's okay. Personally, no, I, I like the like, different stories. So I'm agreeing. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, like, to me, to Bebop, the changes they made mean that this can now be spoiled because I don't know if it's going to end the same way. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I, I'm with you. Yeah. The yeah. how is the how I think is for me again. We all know the story of Dune. If you've read the book or the synopsis and mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's the how they pulled it off in that movie theater, which splitting up between two parts and stuff like that. It's the how they pull it off to me. You just really can't spoil unless I just happen to see a bunch of like leaked footage or something like that. But that's the part yeah. that I tend to personally. That's just me personally. Uh, that I really enjoy, but I get really nerdy about the behind-the-scenes lighting and special effects and all that kind of stuff. Well, you well, wanted to talk about visuals. Well, I, wanna, I was going to say that sounds like a perfect it. example. Oh, okay. To, cool. to visual. All right, I didn't want Kaylee. Did you have a point you want to make before we move on? No, that was the exact point I was going to make. Is that if you want to talk about you know lighting and photography, cinematography, Bebop is an amazing show. Oh um, my god, yes. I think there were a couple little bobbles in the very first episode. And I can't even remember what they were. I just remember seeing some them. The, the, they were kind of like rough edges. The CG, some of the CG kind of like either uncanny valleys me where I'm like, hmm. Or yeah, a little bit. There's, there's a teeny bit of uncanny valley with some of the CG and somewhere I'm like, ooh. Like there was one of the shots where the 
the where Spike's taking off is in his zip craft. And I'm like, you know, but then you look at the the one where he's got the face changer with Hakeem. Yeah. That was a great effect. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, just everything about it, like there's there's one scene where it's just he's gonna get in his ship and the Bebop's hangar doors are opening and then there's skyline behind him. Yeah. It's the most beautiful shot. You just wanna sand you want that as a wallpaper. I'm trying to screenshot it. So I can get it <laughs> as a wallpaper. I mean, we yeah. we wrote a cyberpunk book, right? Like the aesthetic of that of bebop will always the aesthetic of japanese anime will always be one of my favorites anyways right mm-hmm. um but i think the 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 thing for me is kind of for me i think it's been one of those things where like it's like they it's like a lot of the the showrunners and directors looked at pulp fiction and the bluntness of quentin tarantino's uh storytelling and filmmaking style and lifted parts of that and put it into this anime world because that whole scene where they destroy the red stuff that they're making, right? Everybody's naked. Oh, the red eye. The red eye, oh, right? Yeah. Everybody's naked. They don't hold yeah. any of that back. And I was not ready mm-hmm. for that part. Thank goodness my my spouse and child had gone upstairs. Because um, it's all out there. The beginning of episode that there is nudity and gore, and they are not fucking around. They're not fucking around, no. And I think that's the thing is that, like, there are visceral shots in here gratuitous visceral shots but honestly i think it works and i think that's what makes it almost like a pulp fiction-esque like over the top Mm -hmm. bit of the storytelling that just really blends everything together the uh the art direction the art direction is really good there's so much detail in the backgrounds. By the way, I don't know if yes. anybody else notices. Did anyone else see the Coming to America reference? Yes. And I think it's episode three, <laughs> I think, where I'm like, McDonald's! Yep. Yes, I did see that. There is, like, well, there are, is a lot of product placements in there that are just slightly left of center. Yep. Yeah. That they can't use the name. But yeah, the background stuff is amazing. There's an episode later where they need to find a VCR. Yeah, before, I remember that. Jet, Jet has one, and it's out of focus. But like, they go to push a button, you know, to play the tape on it, and there's a little piece of like tape that says "Do not touch," and then a different piece of tape that says "This means you spike." <laughs> and it's just these little tiny things that is just. And, and one of the things I want to screen grab. It's in the very first episode when they're going through the gate. And Jeff yes. makes his joke about he's going to take a piss. There's an entire, all this stuff is going on in the background. And there's a literally a, like a sign to the left of the Bebop when you're looking out through the bridge panels where it shows like all, like, you know, ship the Bebop and all the stuff that about it that I never get a chance to watch. Yeah. I want to try and catch that so I can read it all. There's so much going on in the background. So chat, chat brings up the opening casino fight. Okay. And I love the fact that like they did the three, two, one, and then it starts into a fight. So it's literally three, two, one, let's jam. Like, you know, cause it, cu- it keeps cutting back. It cuts to the elevator is three. Then it goes to a little bit of stuff. Then it cuts back and it's two and it cuts back mm-hmm. again. And then it's one. And I'm like, ah, oh, like that's amazing detail that like, I just, you know, a fancy anime won't get it right away. But those fans that do understand it were like, mm, yes. I'm ashamed. I missed it. And now I'm like, oh, my God, that makes it even better. Uh-huh. There's there's some amazing background details that they've just kind of sh- shoved in here 
like the name of the sushi place that Vicious is wandering in and out of. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. The Sinshi logo. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, well, did you catch the name of the casino? That was kind of blatant. No, I didn't. What did I miss? Watanabe? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's right there on the wall. I'm just like, nice. Shinichiro yeah. Watanabe. Yep. It's like just beautiful. See, Chad it, got it. Chad had it. There you go. But I think that's why you have to watch it twice. In yeah, fairness, probably. I think that chat chat's chat's pointing out why you have to watch it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think this is going to be one of those ones I may. I don't usually go back and rewatch shows. Uh, that's just not a thing I can do. I went back and rewatched Firefly four years ago. Yes, it's the first should. time I've rewatched Firefly or any show. At all, except for Top Gear or Grand Tour, but I use that to go to sleep. Um, okay, thank you. Thank you. Somebody else who gets it. <laughs> what? Putting on shows to go to sleep? Oh, no. Top Gear and Grand Tour, especially. Oh, uh, well, I know people who used to work on it, so. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll talk I don't about have a, that later, but yeah. yeah, I'm a huge Top Gear and Grand Tour fan. So. Absolutely. Yes. Chat's uh, pointing out the sound design, like when the vacuum and when oh, all the sound cuts out. Oh, God, when the yes. Going. Yeah. God, it's, yes. So that's the other thing, and I'm. It's the design on this stuff is just amazing. Oh, by the way, the costume design, Spike's suit <laughs> looks amazing. I want that suit so bad. I've always wanted to cosplay Spike, but now I'm like, I really want to cosplay Spike. Seeing that, yeah, the way that it cuts across. Uh, and just as a, this is again a little spoiler for later, but it's very minor. Do you see that Spike? Well, that that suit gets destroyed. Don't worry, he's got four more in his closet. Fan fucking tastic. Just that shirt and that jacket. I love that. I want his yes. headphones. I wear studio phones all days, but I want those headphones in particular. I like yeah. that's again a nice thing because like there's a there's a scene where he's walking through this like open air market and it's got the music, and then when he takes his headphones off, they they melt it out the music show, to show that it was him, and then you can kind of sort of hear it tinny in the background, and you're like, yeah. ah. Got it. Um, they did that in the very Iron. first episode too, in the in the casino. Yes. Yeah, Chad actually just put that out with the casino fight uh, where the music the cut music. out. Yeah. When there's no air. Um, oh, yeah. Jet's arm looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised I, at how well that how they well they pulled that it, off. It can't. It's come out very well. Is that CG or practical? Do we know? I think that's practical. It, it looks practical, practical to me. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised. Can I can I just say by the way that I'm very glad when we come to practical effects. Can I be very glad that we don't have that they changed the plot of the teddy bear bomber to something more simplistic at the end? Because I felt like that episode in the anime dragged on for bloody ever, but mm. in the in the mm. in the in the live action show it was just like yeah we're on a ship it's this thing and then the blah 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 and then it was like done and it was like. That's cool. I'm glad we didn't need to go into a monologue by that guy. Like, yeah. fine. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, he had, he had his manifest. So, yes. You know. Yeah. That was actually another one of where the, the CGI kind of failed him was the, yeah. the explosion. That looked very much like early 90s Babylon 5 explosion to me. Ouch. ouch. Hey, I, know what you mean, I say ouch. this is Babylon 5 being one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's even better than Deep Space Nine. Fight me, Trek nerds. I don't care. I agree um, with you. You know, Cisco's still my captain, but don't worry. Anybody, Susan Ivanova is my leader. That's the difference. 
Ivanova's wise. Yes. Ivanova anyway. is the shit. And well, then there's Dylan's greatest lines, but let's not go into Babylon five. God, let's that's go a whole other episode we could do. Let's go so, back to the show. And I want to talk like, so you, we were talking about how the backgrounds look so phenomenal and the costuming looks phenomenal. We, we touched on this very briefly, but the sound and the music. Yes. Bebop would not be Bebop without the music. And we talked about this a little bit at the beginning with Yoko Kano and seatbelts, but every single scene the music is so perfect and evocative you may not even notice there but like as soon as it changes you you realize oh my god that was perfect for that scene yes Mm -hmm. it's like having the perfect and this is uh, technically anybody who knows me this is kind of arcane for me but it's like having the perfect wine to go with your meal cheers it it brings everything up. It brings everything up, and Bebop is part and parcel with its music, and I'm glad that none of that, all the pieces just slip together perfectly. Um, I'm also glad they're keeping the the, uh, the the conceit of doing the episode titles as different types of music. Yes. So mm-hmm. gospel, pop, swing, soul, tango, two-step. So that's a lot of fun. I'm glad they kept that and calling them sessions, not episodes. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm glad they're keeping that piece. Can, can I make a? Can I make one criticism of the music though? Um, okay. I and this is because I watched you know Cowboy Bebop very recently, and this has become one of my favorite songs of all time, uh, much to my family's chagrin. But the fact that every episode does not end with the real folk blues oh, hurts yeah. me just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I'm ready to just belt it out. I've heard yeah. that later episodes it comes back. But I'm just, I'm I ready to sing in Japanese the whole song <laughs> and then get to the chorus where it just says real folk blues and I'm just belting out like I'm fucking karaoke in there my studio. Go. Like, oh, that part, that part pains me just a little bit, but. I have to ask you a side tangent question uh, if the if the jury will allow. Um, have you heard the different versions of Tank from the box set of the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack? I have. Yes. Ed's version and Ayn's versions? Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. They're fantastic. I hope we get okay. them in season two. Wink, nudge. Yes. Um, <laughs> by the way, that Corgi they got for Ayn is perfect. It's- yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look. There is a scene in um, coming up. You will see it. It's in Sad Clown Episode Eight that Ayn makes me ball my eyes out. There's a scene. He just. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about the dog like he's an actor, but he nailed the scene so perfectly. It just made me cry, and you'll know it when you see it. Those dogs. Those dogs work hard. I've worked with dogs on sets before. They work hard. They practice yeah. that shit. I want to mm-hmm. pet Ein. I want to own Ein. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried yes. to have a dog in my life. I think if it, when when my current pets pass on eventually in the years, I will try to do Corgi because Ein. <laughs> I, you know what Corgi's like. So our, our buddy Phil, who was going to join us tonight and then got called away because he's prepping for Thanksgiving. He has a Corgi, a Welsh Corgi. And yes. It's an interesting little dog. They're it's fantastic. No, they're fantastic. She's sassy as all get out. I love them. She's getting grumpy in her old age because yep. she's just getting up there. But she's a, a funny, funny dog. That's fine. Old lady grumpy dogs. I got an old lady cat. I'm fine with that. She's very grumpy yep. sometimes too. 
Yeah, I, grew, I grew up with dachshunds, so when Ooh. I say when I say they're a handful, oh, yeah. I know what I'm talking about, but I'm saying it in a loving way because I love those dogs. Yes. But yeah, uh, they're they're not easy, but they're wonderful to have. Yep. No, I am I am absolutely in love with all of that stuff. Um Okay. What else do we have to talk about? Can we talk about the 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 fact that they kept the opening trailer? And they used, like, their marketing for this whole series, mm-hmm. to me, really was top-notch. Nobody's going to be busting down the wall. This is not the next Squid Game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to enter the zeitgeist quite like that, which makes me worry about future episodes, because I do worry that, th- that they do need to have an actual end to this, much like the regular anime, because you can't just leave this shit hanging. Nerds will not allow that. Um but I do think that their ability to like keep the opening similar and sort of improve upon it for the live action, I thought that was really key. And they used that as part of the marketing to like get people hyped about it and stuff like that and to kind of calm the nerves, you know? Well, well yeah, because the first thing that everybody asks is like how you're doing a live action adaptation of a beloved anime. If the vision, if you know, there's so many places in here where you, I mean, we're doing an entire show on comparisons. Yeah. So if the music wasn't up to snuff, it would fail. If the character, the players playing the characters weren't up to snuff, if, you know, all these pieces really had to work together. And the very first thing you that they put out of the gate was the opening credits. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the music is the same. Check. Visuals are shot for shot the same, you know, but. You have these live action characters that really, really look the same. The only the only negatives I've heard about the opening credits are from the dude bros who are like, why is Faye wearing all those clothes? Because she's an actual woman. Fuck you. Yes. Well, and because that, that costume again for an anime, and we all know oh, yeah. that the, the traditions in anime, it's not a practical costume. You never can't will wear be. It. Like it doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't uh, work. So I like what they I like the choice they made there for like you, Mel, I think the marketing is good. Yeah. I, too, am concerned. I think a lot of the marketing was marketing, and I think somebody pointed this out in chat, was very nostalgia-based. Yes. Right? In fact, I think the way that they construct the opening sequence where they, like, because it's tank, but it's they've got a bunch of, you know, cut-ins from the live action. Yeah. Like, when I watched that opening suits when they released it beforehand like there were characters where i was like oh, i know who you are yep. you're here for like 90 seconds but you're recognizable right yes any fans are gonna know this i'm worried and netflix has a nasty tendency of doing this yes and that's canceling shows with no warning yep mm-hmm. and netflix has a nasty tendency of being like yeah we know it's doing well we don't care we don't want to do it anymore yeah. um so fortunately they actually did do they've actually pushed out a new site to talk about statistics so cowboy bebop is currently in the top 10 through the 21st of november does that mean anything in netflix land no so it's it's number six and it's got 21 million hours viewed Mm. okay at number six um that's a lot higher than i thought it would be to be quite honest with you so sadly though it's behind you season three, Tiger King season two, and yep. interestingly, Arcane season one is actually at the number one. Right okay, now. but yeah, but for everything that I have read, and I don't know 
the lore of League of Legends, but Arcane's on my list to watch over the holidays. Because mm-hmm. I've heard it's damn good. And I love I me a good that animated too. series that's got the sci fi. Well, but I, I actually kind of want to see that. It has my attention. I've heard yeah, that you I'm don't need curious. to understand LOL to know the series, that it just it eschews it the. Which, frankly, I played League of Legends one time and got yelled things I can't say on uh, Twitch because it turns a service. Uh, because I picked the wrong person and picked the wrong lane. So I immediately uninstalled because fuck that shit. I don't care. I've been abused in my daily life enough. Um, so League of Legends, people, chill the fuck out. Uh, but I hear, this, I hear the cartoon's good. Sorry, that's Netflix. my soapbox mode because it's a toxic-ass yeah. community. Netflix, just like I said, they have that nasty tendency of being like, yeah, we're done now. Yeah. And, and so that's what I'm afraid of is that we're going to get my biggest fear is we're actually going to get two seasons in and they're yeah. not going to be done. And then Netflix is going to go pull the plug. Yes. Okay. I, I would like to point out that as somebody who lived through uh, the original airing of fire and cancellation of fire. I'm, very, I'm having a trauma response right now. Yep, with you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to think about that. I'd every Joss, my happy place. Every decent Joss Whedon show that was on Fox back in the late '90s. Yep. Well, that's why we're kind of coming to this whole. Yeah, Dollhouse. Thing is, rest in peace. Is there a way to market this to make sure it hits the metrics that whatever Netflix is going to need to keep it? I think. The- <laughs> I think you are right. I think they leaned heavily on the nostalgia for it. Yeah. Um, but Bebop is... I mean, Bebop is kind of... is very simple and complicated at its core to, to explain to people. It's yes. about It's about space cowboy bounty hunters. And... But that doesn't even... That just scratches the surface. Yeah. Bebop's really... It's it's a whole experience. It, it's hard to... It, it's hard to explain unless you been there it's weird and i agree with you like i said i'm i'm on board that's why i want to see them market it in a way where people like my spouse who weren't into who aren't into anime people who wouldn't normally watch this type of show will mm. watch it and see how great it is i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to play the nostalgia card get the fanboys and fangirls because then they're going to drag their spouses significant others in front yeah I think that's their idea. And get him excited by by Ed and some of the other quirkiness that comes along with it. Yeah. Um, Okay. I want to end tonight's show with a discussion about the Cowboy Bebop RPG that is incoming. Uh, Excuse me, what? Uh, Yeah, it's coming. It is coming. It is a... a, uh, Um... It is created by Mana Project, which is the studio behind Sunrise and all that kind of stuff. It's new. I'm trying to figure out who actually did it. So, of course, they're they're launching the RPG, just like the uh, last Airbender RPG. They're cashing the fuck in on these things. Okay. um, As we go, Um, it's based on the anime. The thing is, is I don't know a lot about the game system. That that's what literally was my question. I was it's, waiting to you guys. Uh, Fumble, Fumble GDR, not the end system. Do you know anything I, about that? I don't. Me and neither. So, so here's the thing. In the last ten years, 
I have not seen a licensed RPG thrive. Period. Star Wars is probably the closest. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the current edition of Star Wars under Fantasy Flight is not thriving. My understanding is it's been on the edge of cancellation basically the whole time they've had the license. They went great guns on it, and I can speak to that very well as somebody who's been playing it for six years and, you know, semi-professionally records a podcast that's been going for six years running that show, uh, running that game. They, they've they stopped dice production. I think right now the only books that... I don't even know if there are any books scheduled to come out, but, like, they've trickled, and basically they were already in the pipeline. I think they had... They had the license, and they just vomited up a bunch of stuff because they knew, you know, Last Jedi, Rise, you know, the Skywalker trilogy was coming, and there was this upswell with Clone Wars and everything. They wanted to get on the bandwagon, and they shot their shot, and they don't care anymore. Yeah. You so, literally cannot find the dice for the game anymore. Oh, that's true. Well, that's actually uh, true. The whole thing. So I actually just signed up to be part of the playtest for the Calvary Up RPG. Ooh, send me a link to that, would you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about the system. These, there's a. I found a like a note on it about it. It's like the uh, you create characters from key traits and abilities arranged in a comb-like grid of hexes. Are you reading with, Dicebreaker as well? <laughs> I am reading Dicebreaker as well. <laughs> I might need to I see did. this this system because uh, there are trademarks it, and copyrights in, in our book that I might have to have a discussion with some people about. Yeah, it sounds it sounds a little complicated, uh, a little derivative. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I have already had so I'm uh, we're currently my current weekly game. We're on a break uh, from our role play heavy game, and everybody just said they wanted a, uh, you know, we're, I'm doing Tomb of Horrors cause they wanted a dungeon crawl and I like torturing people, but I started talking about bebop and everybody's like, yeah, you should run that for us. I want to make a bounty hunter. And like a couple of them who've never seen the show before, just heard about it and they're excited. And so, it's like, okay, what, what do I run it under? You know, my concern with the bebop RPG is the same as a lot of the others. It's they're going to get a good sell run out of their first run because people yeah. buy it for nostalgia and fun. Yeah. But unless you find a way to really expand the universe and turn it into something, it's there and then it dies. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to really hit on stuff. So this is the I'm, thing. I'm okay. always re- really, really wary about any. Yeah. Licensed RPG because they tend to go to people who are more worried about the money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Than the game. And that's because they're the ones that have the money to pay for that license. Yes. Like, if I thought I could in any way license Cowboy Bebop for humanoid games, I would I would go into Hawk to do it. I mean, in in fairness, there is a lot of Cowboy Bebop influence in the original Angel City stories. Yes, but we're, I'm saying an actual Bebop game. Yeah, no, but I mean, yeah. if you think about it, you could take our system and run Bebop all day long because the, oh, yeah. what's what's the what's the throes of the original anime is that it's set in a cyberpunk world, and that they're always fucking poor. 
Those are the two main hallmarks of the game. Technically, all you need to do is advance the advance the timeline a little bit, throw an astrogate, and implode. Yes. You know, we're good to go. Well, we we actually have been planning for that. <laughs> to be quite honest, I spoiled. Um, I'm sorry, guys. No, it's fine. We've we've I'm done it to ourselves. Um, chat chat pointed out that doing it in uh, big eyes, small mouth, which was the uh, role playing oh, yeah. game, that's been around for a long time. Designed to run anime-style games where it's kind of shenanigans. Yeah. Um, the system is really, right over there. Yeah, the system is kind of built for it. Um, I I can definitely see like where you would want to do BESM for a Bebop RPG. Again, I, I'm wary about any licensed product. It's fun. I love Bebop. It's it'd be a fun one shot to do like. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a fight here and agree with you, but it could open up a whole can of worms. Another system that would be really good in is the uh, system that the original Serenity game was in. Not, not the Firefly afterwards, but the original Serenity. Mm-hmm. It was a little dark, a little gritty, a little, little. You know, it was just. I liked it. It was a decent, simple little system. It was Cortex system. Yep. I was also thinking about trying to do it in uh, Genesis, which is another fantasy flight games thing, which is more of a game yeah. or modern age uh, from Green Ronin. Huh. Cortex was used for Battlestar Galactica, the role-playing game, too. Yep. Um, the age system is pretty good, too. I could see using that. The age is, uh, has Blue Rose, uh, modern age, uh, the Expanse is... So there's a lot of places that it could be run, and I think it could be a fun. It'd be a great con game, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But like long-term campaign might be a little hard because it's hard to keep players on the edge of uh, poverty for. Well, I mean, it's not hard, but it's hard on. It's hard. See, on, it's hard on the team, right? Like, but I don't think you need to do that with Bebop with the Bebop RPG. There's so much there, like especially now, like where you're seeing like the stuff with the syndicate, yeah, and the socioeconomic stuff, and that was stuff that I'm trying to remember. And the, oh, that was something I I was upset about in the first episode of the live action. Okay, was his interactions with the girl who was with Asimov Solonson. Okay, okay, right, because he was basically original- trying to pick her up. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. My my issue is in the original anime, it's a class issue, right? She's like, oh, we're going to go to Mars. And she's like, have you ever been to Mars? I was, like, I was born on Mars, right? And it's, it's the way he plays that that thing in the anime where she's like, oh, I heard it's great there. He's like, sure, it's great if you're rich. Yeah. But that sequence didn't play out that way. And there's definitely... So there's an episode in the anime. It's my favorite episode of the anime. And it's Waltz for Venus. Mm, yep, that's a good one. Is my favorite episode of the of the anime, and I was really hoping, sometime early in this season, that we were gonna get that story. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, that story that they do in Waltz for Venus in the anime so tightly encompasses who Spike is now. Yeah, I would say that. And I don't, we aren't seeing that side of Spike yet at all. Well, and, and moreover, does it, and this is something not to get too deep into it, 
Um, but we have, we have, <laughs> hell, it might even still be pinned to the top of your Twitter. But you know that, that thing of the, uh, all the actual social and political issues in Cyberpunk, and then yeah. it like does the thing where it like goes over that and it'd be like, oh, cool shit. Yes. Like, it that's, is still pinned to the top of my Twitter. <laughs> like, that's kind of like, the thing that Cowboy Bebop in the original anime got to a little bit in the class society and being broke all the time, it was done in a little bit more of a, like, it was an anime way. So it's like, yeah, I'm hungry. But, like, they were still kind of smiling while they said I'm hungry, right? Because that's just how anime was drawn back then. Yeah. Um, but I think you can, you can get into a little bit more of that with this series. And, I, and I'm interested to know if they're going to get to some of that stuff or if they're just going to stay glossy and be like oh cool shit you know they've been they played a lot they're playing very fast and loose with money at this point i mean during the whole scene for the doll you know jets 10 grand is a lot of money to them right now yeah and that's where again i get confused in how they're looking at it as i'm going is it or is it like yen because ten thousand yen is not a lot of yen yeah are we yeah. ones like yen or are they like dollars I was picturing they were like like a hundred like the dollars like a hundred dollars. Right. That's how I was kind of thinking about it. But like when I'm like these guys are worth fifteen million wulong, and yeah. you can't retire after one bounty, it makes me feel like they're more like yen. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, because they, I mean, the first bounty was fifteen million, but then they damages. Yeah. But I'm saying like just in general, I'm like, you guys are always saying how broke you are. These feel like yen to me. Yeah, I mean, I uh, just just knowing just knowing where it comes from originally, I would say it's probably yeah. more like yen, like yen yeah. or you know. But but kind of going back to it again, they talk a lot about like the reason I love Waltz for Venus is the guy that Spike ends up initially going after, then kind of comes back to. He's literally doing crime because his sister can't get health care. Yeah. Right. Mm in the original anime, right? And then Spike's like, you know what? I'm going to help you, right? And then Spike tries to help him and then the kid dies after Spike tries to teach him how to flow like water Yeah, when they're fighting. (laughs) And then at the end, the kid's dying. He's like, did I flow? Right? And then Spike sends him the, like, recording of her brother, like, because she's blind and da-da-da-da, you know? like They deal with some class and some other issues where they're like, Look, it's not all happy, good, fun times out here in these space colonies. Some of these people are screwed. And I don't see that in the show right now. Chat would like us to know that apparently the nerds have figured out uh, that Wulong is the equivalent of one cent in US. So 15 (laughs) million Wulong uh, is, is not much, apparently. No. Do the math. <laughs> Divide it by a hundred. It's too late at night for me to. It's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then if they minus all the, if they shit, minus yeah. all the shit, no wonder I was so broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they the, got like a, they got like a grand. Yeah, yeah basically. Bebop's got such. Bebop's such a huge ship. I mean, that's a maintenance cost right there. Maintenance cost, hey, gas. Like, did you realize we haven't seen Jet ship yet? Hit Zipcraft. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we haven't. Have we also haven't seen, you notice the one that they brought Faye in on early in the thing is not the it's one not she hers. had. And yeah. it, comes, it comes very soon. 
Oh, you were yes. almost there. Yeah. That's well, the craft? Episode, okay, good. Episode seven, yeah. You, you, you're going to see it in the background and go, ooh. You're going to be immediately. That's get, actually an interesting it. change, too, because when did, when did Jet get a motorcycle in the anime? Did I miss that in the anime? In in the first or second episode, he, he had a it. fucking he had a fucking. He, uh, it comes back too in episode five. Yeah, he had it. He had a ground craft in the anime, I think. It was but, a car. Yeah, I don't. Chat says he didn't yeah, have one in the anime, okay. so that's a different. Ch- that's a change for the 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 Netflix series too. So, huh. yeah, that's. I think that's probably my other gripe about the live action is they've they've really left a lot of that behind. Yeah, is the the money and class stuff. Like they're playing the money thing for laughs. Yeah. Will they ever get but to like, some seriousness about it? Yeah. About why this is an issue beyond just Jet needs to buy a doll for his daughter, and this is the tickle me Elmo of Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. <laughs> right. I, yeah, that was a good nod. Um, there, yeah, there's. Eh. The one one other thing I'll mention in the, the class thing, I think they're maybe really pushing it to the background, but and this leads right back around to the whole, you know, how it laid out. Have you noticed that everything in this in the series, all the background stuff, it's all old. It, it's all old, but future. It's like retro steam. Retro futuristic. Like, futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. But it's all like worn down and shabby. You'd, it's the. Like this, uh, we were playing Forza Horizon Five, and one of my friends was like, "I've been to Mexico. It's not this pretty there." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, but I like how they kept that feeling of you kept you brought back the old because it worked. It was yeah. reliable. You know, you didn't have you didn't need a degree in computers to fix it. So I it's kind of run down, kind of shabby, but it still works. One one thing that I will say in our own game design. To bring this to Identico for just a second, though, it's exactly your point, Kaylee. Wait, you have a, do you have a game? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Bullets are still the easiest way to kill somebody. Moving metal projectile is still, and that's the thing in Bebop. They're still shooting bullets. They're still clips. The that's guns aren't changing much. Like yeah, we why talk change? about it in the book. Yeah, why right? change though? Right, like. <laughs> yeah. Cartridge weapons haven't changed in like 200 years now. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, why would you spend money to develop a battery system and an energy emission phaser? Exactly. You can just, you can just, I mean, the only reason I can think of, and this is, I love that they did this in the first episode. It's like, you don't want to fire that in here. Wham. Okay. Hull breach. Oh shit. You yeah. know, if you're in space, projectiles, bad idea. That was or muffins. Idea, depending on what you want to do. That's what that was. That was muffins in the middle of a casino fight. Don't shoot <laughs> yes. the big ass weapon. Shoots the big ass weapon anyways. Okay. Yeah. Now we've got a problem. <laughs> I, I also was a little tiny bit sad that we weren't like, we didn't get the full bell peppers and beef line from episode one of the, of the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of play off of it, but I'm like, I'm like, he's like, Chad, I thought you said this was bell peppers and beef. Yeah, I, I know. I was looking for that, too. But then I was just kind of looking at everything and just wheeling a little bit yeah. in happiness. So I, I let it go. So I'm hoping they bring some of that stuff in in season two and we get a little more of that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. So any final yeah. thoughts before we uh, sign off? We are doing an early podcasty version because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, any any last thoughts, y'all? Good show. 
Yeah, I, I, I had hopes going into it, but I wasn't trying to get them up very high because, as you guys both mentioned, it's one of my favorite anime of all time. It's probably yes. the favorite anime. It's one of the anim- few animes I will watch and prefer it dubbed. Yes. Um, ever since ADV Studios went away, I, I stopped loving the dub voices in a lot of anime. But Bebop was perfect the way it was. So I had high I had high expectations, and I really think this show, it won't replace the anime for me, but I really do love it. It has a sp- same spot on TV that Bebop anime does in anime. It is love getting it. purchased the minute I can get it. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same, same boat with a lot of that. In fact, uh, I've been doing an anime renaissance lately to the fact that, uh, Vampire Hunter D is coming out on Blu-ray, uh, in January and I've already pre-ordered my copy because it's it's the one I can't find, but I remember from when I was a child. Um, so I'm excited for that. We'll talk later about anime, by the way, since you remember anime. Yes. I need to to catch up. I'm, especially with the store that I'm opening, it's got such a heavy anime. And I'm like, oh, time to catch up. Oh I'm yeah. Behind. The last thing you want to do is get schooled by the patrons, man. Uh, I got to do so much travel in the next few months that like I'm just preloading this on the stuff and watching it on the show or watching <laughs> it on the flights, you know. So, all right. Uh, Kaylee, where can folks find you on the interwebs? The easiest place to find me is on the Redemption Podcast. We are. Currently the oldest, still running Star Wars RPG podcast on the net. We've been at it over six years. You can find us at redemptionpodcast.com, releasing episodes every other Monday. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at AnimeGirl, A-N-I-M-E-I-G-R-R-L. And you can hit me up there. Definitely. Go watch the Redemption podcast. It's fantastic. Or watch it. Listen listen to to it. it. Sorry. I mean... Watching this is pretty boring. It's just one picture the whole time. In my head, I saw the picture, too, of everybody's characters and stuff like that from from the season, and I said watch, but Mm -hmm. yeah. You can also watch Kaylee every other Monday on Chaos Inc. right here, 6 p.m. Twitch.tv slash Identico for if you're watching it on YouTube later. Uh, Kaylee has had some of the best RP moments in that particular show uh, with our friend Firefly, Steph. Uh, So... Just know that they bring some amazing stuff to that show. That uh, has been an amazing show, and I love you guys. <laughs> well, we love you having you on the show. Uh, Alex, where can, besides I, here, where besides can people here, find you? I am Alex the Humanoid everywhere. The Twitters, the TikToks, the everywhere. Go harass, harass and by, I mean, by harass, I mean love all over him on TikTok. That's his favorite yep. platform. He gushed yeah, with me for about. Where he works. Don't do that. It freaks him well, out. it's kind of he kind of he kind of talks about where he works all the time because he's got a store and shit. So, it, you yeah, know, that's the thing. Yeah, people are weird. Yeah. Anyway, just, yeah, just wait till he tells you where it is. People, calm down. Yeah. Anywhere. Cal- calm your nerds. Uh, I'm the Malaman, literally everywhere on the planet at all times. Uh, come check me out. Uh, especially on the Instagram because I post a lot of stuff there, uh, especially about my work and my day job uh, and all the cool things I make for Identico at the same time. So uh, until then, have a happy Thanksgiving to those Mm -hmm. folks that are in the chat. Thank you for joining us uh, for the night before Turkey Day. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube later, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving or at least a holiday break. Uh, I hope you didn't get trampled in Black Friday sales. Trust me, it's not worth it. Shop small, everybody. Uh, until then be good to yourselves be good to each other 
Uh, check out playidentico.com if you want some merch from the show. Uh, that goes to support us doing this crazy stuff every week. Uh, until then. Oh, hey, look at that. He's got the merch thing. Uh, until that. Uh, we love you. Uh, stay weird, and we'll see you soon, all right? Ah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.